0: This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you're tuned into episode 169 of The Real Word.
1: Word is up.
0: Yes, it is. The, the word is up and the interest rates are apparently up. Are they? Well, not the, or, we, no. I we take that just back. We were talking about, yeah, yeah please yeah. take that back. I do yeah. take that back. The yes. interest rates are back down, which is a great thing. They
1: are. They are down. It's a great
0: thing for buyers. Yes. Great time to, to lock into a very low rate. They're actually back on the street, so that's oh, good news. Oh, you
1: were news. trying to segue into it and you failed. I was
0: gonna segue, but they are up in certain types of purchases or about to go up. So vacation home buyers, they propped up the mortgage market. This is according to Wall Street Journal and now they face a test. Listen, they propped up our more, uh, market for sure, second home buyers, vacation home buyers, investment home buyers over the last year our market nicole on the connecticut shoreline was definitely propped up by these types of buyers but fannie sure. and freddie changes could make mortgages that surge to records during pandemic during the pandemic more expensive so let's break out break down exactly what is going on and, and then we'll give our we'll say if this is a racket or not so, sounds like it's getting quite racketish, if you ask me uh essentially the two mortgage giants freddie mac fannie may uh whose government backing is crucial to holding down mortgage rates they are they buy all the mortgages right so they're buying mortgages from if you go to a lender then fannie or freddie is probably going to buy that mortgage or if they don't own it already so the government is essentially saying and 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 not i just won't use the government i'll say exactly who's saying it it was the treasury department treasury's view is that second home and investment properties are less oriented to the missions of fannie and freddie to support affordable housing so they want and they've put a restriction that uh, freddie and fannie cannot hold more than seven percent of their all the mortgages that they hold more than seven percent of those cannot be investment or second homes okay so essentially what that means and they need to get into compliance by june 1st on this rule, essentially, what that means is interest rates on those types of purchases are going to go up. Potentially, down payment like you got to put down thirty percent instead of twenty percent, uh, but interest rates are definitely going to go up for people looking to purchase a second home. Is that a racket, Nicole? Where, where I, are you at I, on that one?
1: I, I kind of—I mean, by June first, June I feel like maybe our April and May will be pretty busy then huh
0: right well no 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 <laughs> i mean i i got a call from uh Buffay, a lender that that we work with he said that that it's all happening now right so so
1: are so are people that are currently in contract are they going to be affected uh
0: if they're if their rate is locked then no but if they don't have a rate lock yes uh, according to lenders they will be impacted lenders got no notice on this this is just like hey here you go here this is now the new normal there you go yeah go with it. it's
1: a it's a total racket i mean we were sort of talking before we started um like especially in our state where we are these second homes are are pretty vital to us and 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 actually kind of kept us afloat during the pandemic all the individuals from boston in new york um you know they weren't ready they weren't necessarily committing to live here permanently but certainly wanted a place to retreat to um it is unfortunate I mean I do have to say probably 50% of the time a lot of them are probably able to do like a cash transaction but I mean it certainly is going to affect individuals especially those two let's talk about ones too that are You know, again, obviously with prices going up and interest rates being so low, maybe some individuals were even cashing out of their primary home to sort of reinvest in an investment property. Obviously, that may change some of their plans as well, which, again, will ultimately slow down the market. I mean, it'll...
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, No, absolutely. And we'll link this up. It's Wall Street Journal article. There is another article in The Real Deal that that summarizes this as well, because you may not have access to wall street journal but i mentioned the treasury i just i wanted to clear up that it does state you know basically what i said the government at the direction of federal officials so you know fannie and freddie are not making this decision this is a decision coming at the direction of federal officials and just to put into context here you know how many you know how many people are interested in buying an investment property or a second home uh, the number of buyers who locked in mortgage rates for second homes, and we have a chart, we can put that up. The number of buyers who locked in mortgage rates for second homes in February was up 93% from a year earlier, far, Nicole, far outpacing the 32% climb for primary residences. This is according to uh, Redfin. So that's, that's yeah, significant. I-
1: Oh, for sure. It sounds like what they're probably trying to do is to make sure that those first-time home buyers aren't losing out to the investors. Um, but I, 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 it's going to be interesting. It's going to again, it, it's it's going to one hundred percent change, um, like the whole well, landscape. I mean, it's sure. going to
0: make it more expensive. So basically, investors and second-home borrowers, if they want to make that same purchase, it's going to cost them more money per month if they're using a mortgage.
1: Which will inevitably draw the the price down too, right? Because if money's gonna be more expensive, I mean, then then the price just becomes that much more. And
0: and second home buyers and and investors, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna start negotiating. You know, it it does impact a certain price range, right? Because if a second home buyer's more of a luxury purchase or, you know, I don't know, the investors, Uh, That could help some of these first time home buyers if some of the investors can't get in on some of the lower price stuff.
1: Well, think of it though. I mean, we're not talking about just million dollar homes. Like, we're talking about even like a $200,000 house that's maybe along a lake and that individual wants to Airbnb it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it is the water. Maybe it's the countryside, you know, or a condo or, you know, something. It's going to, it's certainly going to affect all price points um, and will definitely stir up this already crazy market that we're in
0: and so again fannie and freddie they've got to get under seven percent of holdings in these types of loans here's another chart we can put up from mortgage bankers association that in february of 2021 14.1 percent of all mortgage applications were these types of loans if you go all the way back to 2010 it was the the um percentage of applications was never ever under seven percent the only time it dipped to seven percent exactly was march and april of 2020 when basically and may when basically all applications dipped for a two three month of course. period right but that was the only time going back all the way to 2010 that applications were anywhere close to seven percent they were on average in the 9 10 11 range uh, it's shot up even more so now to over 14%. So they're pumping the brakes on the second home and investment market by making it more expensive. You now, and there, there's an example in here where, actually they use an example, Nicole, of uh, an an insurance guy who mm-hmm. was from Essex, Connecticut, buying a home in Vermont, you know, a little yep. local, uh, local thing there. Anyways. Yep this particular buyer buying buying a ski home in vermont would have uh, been locked in or did lock in i guess they got in by the skin of their teeth there at 3% under the new rules it would have been close to 4% costing about $50 more per month if you know all the numbers were still the same on their mm-hmm. mortgage so eh, i mean one would argue and in the comments in the wall street journal somebody said if you can you know afford the extra 50 bucks I think it was 45 bucks you can't afford the extra 45 bucks a month on a mortgage for a vacation home you have no business buying a well, vacation but, but, home but, but we're it's also like, talking about investors though too yeah, yeah.
1: well then you're going to just charge more in rent each month so Correct. i mean is affordability really there then who the hell knows yeah. you know total so,
0: racket and total uh, racket. you know i would i would like to see less federal advice in all of our lives and, and certainly in uh, real estate as well so that's where i sit on that one racket number two zillow's latest report revealed that 11 percent of americans moved during the pandemic is this number high or low to you just off a gut check nicole
1: oh jeepers creepers i asked yeah. you that question no, i no, no. have no, no you idea asked me, you asked me i what said it was what, last what is year, it usually what it is do, it no, Zillow does not tell us what it is zillow doesn't tell us usually. and i feel i feel kind of foolish that i don't know but um i have well i mean again based on what we've seen in my mind 11 percent must be high i mean well, it was
0: zillow keeps talking about the great reach reshuffling we've talked about this so many times I feel like I can't talk today I, you, you well you can't ever, well you can't ever talk so no no well no. <laughs> it's a good I mean, I, great job at a podcast can't talk yeah uh, and they even reference the great reshuffling here from yeah. Urban coastal hubs to nearby far flung suburbs, well, they have with that more space great and lower prices.
1: map showing where everybody.
0: Yep, we're gonna put headed. that map up there too. We're putting a lot of maps up. So, wow, you know, a lot
1: of people from LA went down to Austin and Dallas. Yeah,
0: California's moving to Texas, Northeast is moving to Florida and, and the Carolinas, which they always uh, have. Chicago's moving to Arizona and, and Florida. Um, see, so yeah, you've got all this kind of stuff. Northern California is moving, I guess, up to Washington. Not, Seattle, uh, Seattle, specifically, Those, these are metro hubs. City. Metro yeah. hubs. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, take a look at that. This is a great Inman article just to dig around on some of the there's a lot of numbers in here. So this is twenty five of numbers. Twenty five hundred yeah. Americans were surveyed and that, that's how they got to that. Eleven percent numbers, 20, uh, maybe a small sample size. Seventy five percent with the majority, seventy five percent leaving their locales to take advantage of lower home prices to be closer to family, you know, or to be closer to or, family. Yes. But yeah, yeah. So, but the lower home price is interesting because now you can, you know, let's just look at that at that chart again. New York to Miami. Well, you can get a lot more for your money, better lifestyle for sure. Even though if you go to the last real word, we talk about New York City and people going back to New York as recently as the last couple months, but. Pound for pound dollar for dollar what you get in Miami or South Florida in general and your lifestyle It's tremendously better than New York City And so yeah, it's a cheaper buy and if you can work remote Which if you go back to the last real word, I don't know if that's going to last for everybody uh, Then it makes sense to make that move that being said there are a lot of financial companies moving to southern Florida and so if your company now moves to this area you can move right along with the company if you need to be back in the office so there there is definitely i was thinking about what you know what we talked about last week with the new york thing mhm i still think I, I, i'm flip i'm flip flopping here a little bit
1: about, about what? About well, life going back to normal, like the people, new normal? Or? No, no, no.
0: I, people are no, no. I think people are going back into the offices for sure. Yes. So I'm not flip flopping on that. I, 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 I'm a buyer on that. People going back into offices. Okay. But I don't know that all those offices are going to be in New York long term. There's a ripple effect to this, and we've got to wait and see what happens over the next five to ten years. I. I don't know that all the companies are going to stay in a well, city like New York. There's going to
1: have to be some incredible incentive. For well, the sure. incentive
0: is they relocate their company to, to Florida. And, no, but I'm saying I'm tests.
1: saying that the, the states, the the, the, the cities are going to have to offer some sort of hopefully some sort of incentive or at least the landlord. Like there's going to have to be some sort of incentive for, for them to to want to stay for sure
0: South uh, Florida specifically on the East Coast has, has been pulling that off so uh, big companies have been relocating there obviously to Texas as well that they're, they're in the news for that and so it's like it's like college football recruiting right the mayor of Miami <laughs> the governor of Texas the, the, they're recruiting big companies that's, that's really Absolutely.
1: and they're not just financial companies they're 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 um, yeah all kinds yeah, of, yeah yeah
0: yeah all yeah. kinds of companies Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm. I know that I may have come off and go back and watch episode 168 last week, uh, where we break down the the New York. You know, the leases are up and people are. You know, office spaces up and people are moving back in into New York. I am bullish on on New York making a comeback, but they also fell so far. I'm. Uh, I'm still very much bullish on well, on people going to I these still... states that. That make I, a far a whole lot more sense on, uh, put, you know, lifestyle and financially.
1: Absolutely, I, I agree. I do think though that I think that um, if people don't have to go into the office again, which is sort of counteracting what we had sort of talked about last week, but I think that people still that you know who are diehard New Yorkers are still going to want to go back to the city as long as it's safe, and then they can just potentially work from home too. But yeah, it, the whole thing will be very interesting to see how this whole thing sort of irons out.
0: And with all these moves, if if that number is true, eleven percent of Americans moved. There's going to be a percentage of people that change their mind, move back. There's 100%. going to be buyers and One hundred percent. So I think Zillow. I've I think Zillow's been right on this that there is going to be a great reshuffling. That there's going to be a lot of moving around, which also makes more moves because people will move back. There's just I think I I'm a believer in a buyer that the great well they have the most they have the most
1: data out of everybody so yeah. uh, I mean they have their fingers certainly on the pulse
0: and remember millennials are driving a lot of this too uh, the majority of millennials in this year 2021 are turning 30 uh or, or is that the average age axios just did a uh a study that i just saw millennials they're ready to take over the real estate market they say but they you know they've been taking over about 4.8 million millennials are turning 30 in 2021 and if they haven't already entered the home buying game they're expected to so that's also you know creating this this reshuffling effect um for sure definitely not a racket i'm a buyer of zillow's take on Lots of moves are happening now and in our future, so that's, that's a good thing if you're an agent, despite the fact that those interest rates for second home and investment properties could be up. All right, let's go to the marketeer of the week. This is a Jimmy Burgess article on Emin. Jimmy has a podcast, The Real Estate Sales podcast and he lists out 12 videos every realtor should be making I would say that all 12 of these videos are fine they're great videos to go ahead and do you should be doing them a lot of these lists it's like all of them are good things so none of these are gonna be a racket but we're gonna give you uh, the list of 12 here and what one Nicole and I think you guys should put at the very top of your list we're gonna give you each our opinion on, on which one you you should do at the top right away all right okay Number one, what people love and hate about living in your area. What people love and hate. Would you do that one? Would you I do? wouldn't
1: I don't know that I would do the hate spin. I, knew you I don't weren't know that do I that. I don't know that I would do the hate spin. Okay. Yeah.
0: Number two, renting versus buying in your area. I like that one. I Break mean down of the numbers.
1: Yeah, that's easy enough.
0: Virtual open houses.
1: Yeah. I mean sure. we were we were a believer in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't love them, but yeah.
1: No, I hate them, but <laughs> but what we were actually doing just to make it so people would actually watch them through. Remember, we were doing that little scavenger hunt. Yeah, during you had something. Yeah, yeah, Virtual. Well, then you- so
0: my favorite places in your area. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yep. Yep, I like that. Parks and farmers yep. markets and all that. Yep. Yep. Coming soon for sure. Right. Coming soon. That that's that's really good because. Uh, Everybody wants what they can't have in this market, low inventory market. That might be at the top of our list.
1: Well, I think it's really helpful to at least start getting your seller's schedule sort of booked. Right. I mean, we keep talking about, oh, I'm gone again. But that's okay. We don't need me. Oh, jeez, You keep disappearing
0: on us. All right. Mm -hmm. Number uh, number six, neighborhood highlights. Uh,
1: Which sort of sounds like your favorite places in your area would be a neighbor highlight, but similar. Yep.
0: And, And for me, neighborhood highlights would be stuff that like only people that live there know about that that would be a you know a highlight like i don't know i I think i would i would use it more as a connector within the community of course you know if there's a certain little nature trail that only people that know about it a nature
1: trail do you know where nature trails are you know where they are
0: yeah i know where some are Hmm. some secret ones interesting number well from when i was kid number seven cost (laughs) of living in your area that's a good one very educational uh, and about me so about you the agent sure testimonials new listings area demographics and number 12 interview local business owners Nicole what's your number one pick right now that everybody should go out and shoot
1: so um, I guess like are we talking about the easiest are we talking about like no
0: what what would you say is the most important one because listen a lot of times you go to a conference you get a list like this you're like oh yeah i want to shoot all 12 of these videos but you're overwhelmed with too much information so which one should you start with because it's the most important
1: i would definitely do um your neighborhood highlight which also again kind of piggybacks this favorite places in your area i don't know that i would necessarily specify like this is my favorite pizza place because you don't want to actually like turn your Mm. back on the six other pizza places that are in your area too but I definitely think highlighting your town especially if you're a new agent is a great way to get your face out there and like the shareability of it you know you get you know god forbid the the chocolate shop is behind you during your video you know they're gonna then share it then like the bookstore will share it Um, and I think that it'll certainly have a rippling effect to get your face out there so I think that would be the most important in terms of like brand building yes okay Yep.
0: Yeah, I, I, well, I would say f- I'm going to have a 1 and a 1A. If you don't have an about me video yet, you probably, probably could start there. Um, but factoring in that I, I would say most people do, let's go, I'm going to go with uh, doing some type of interview local business owner series. I've always been bullish on that. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the respect of the business owner. You're going you're gonna to get awareness on their business at a time when they probably need it. Uh, they're going to remember you for doing that. There's just so much good that can come from interviewing local business owners, and so love to see you go out and start well, that series. Well, and what right a away.
1: great way too if you're a, if you're um, afraid of being in front of the camera or um, a little shy, you know, throw the camera on someone else. Here. If you
0: have missed any, we've we've done four confessional's now. We've done the broke oh. agent. We've done Zach Faust. We've done uh, Jill Biggs, and then Tom Ferry. Go back and check those out. Subscribe to this podcast uh subscribe to the real word on youtube and and definitely check out those confessionals nicole have a safe trip thank you um thanks for breaking that's a seven thousand dollar camera bobby i can't that's imagine happens, it's overheating you know it's happens it's at least well, six thousand
1: anyway i made it to the end
0: all right all right keep it real we'll see you guys next week see ya